Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the word of God and let it change our lives, transform us. I'm pretty excited because we're going to begin a new series today. We're going to begin looking at the book of Philippians. This is one of my favorite books. It's a book that's really a thank you letter from Paul to the Philippians, but it brings out a great deal of joy and in the midst of his sufferings, uh, how he can be rejoicing, how you and I can be rejoicing. It's a very personal letter, very positive letter, one of my favorites. I think you'll enjoy it, and I hope you will join us for every one of the sessions as we go through this and invite some friends as well. But let's get right into this book of Philippians. It's a small book in the New Testament, one of Paul's epistles, and he starts off this way. Philippians 1, verse 1, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus. I'm intrigued with that one word right there in verse 1, bond servants. Do you know what that word means? It means that it, the, the Greek word is doulos. It's, it was a low, lowest of the low servants. It's a servant who has no rights whatsoever. I sometimes think, who would boast about being a bond servant? You know, I often speak in churches and different places, and no one has ever in, uh, introduced me as a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Perhaps I should begin requiring that. They talk about, you know, I've written a book, or I've spoken on campuses, or I've traveled here, or I've done this, different accolades. Others, you hear them speak, you know, they graduated from here, or they got this degree, or they've done this, they've done that, all these achievements. Paul, at Paul's core, what he wanted to be known for was his identity as a bond servant of Jesus Christ. And that seems... It just seems at odds with so much of what we see in our Christian world today, of what success would be, what a leader is, what, what we all should be striving for, to be a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Let's explore this word just a bit. First of all, servant, I mean, I thought we're free. Didn't Jesus say, if we know the truth, the truth will set us free? And in the Christian world today, there's there's a great deal of discussion and a great deal of celebration about our freedom in Christ. And this is important that we understand. We are free in Christ. But but look, look at what Paul says here in Romans as he describes this, freedom. Thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were in committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Aha! Free, our freedom in saying you're free from sin. You're no longer, now that doesn't mean that you're, you're, you know, you can do whatever you want. What that means is sin is no longer your master. He portrays sin here. You were a slave of sin. Sin ruled your life. Independence from God, rebellion against God, going your own way, doing your own thing, that ruled our lives. That rules the lives of those who are not in Christ. Sin is their master. And now, having been freed from that, what's that mean? You're a slave of righteousness. Or as Paul referred to her in Galatians, or excuse me, in Ephesians, excuse me, in Philippians, actually he did it in all those books. 
He's now a bond slave of Jesus. It's kind of one and the same, being a slave of righteousness and a slave of Jesus, one and the same. Our freedom means that we've chosen a different master. We're now under a different leader. It doesn't mean we're autonomous. It doesn't mean that that now I can do whatever I want. That's what it means to be slave of sin, is I can do whatever I want. Autonomy, shall we say, or I'm my own man, that's the heart and essence of what sin is. The heart and essence of righteousness is to be a servant of God, a bond slave of Jesus Christ. Now, to get to this position was very costly. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, it says, You have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. This refers to the theological idea of what's known as redemption. Redemption. The idea here is we were in a sla- we were slaves of sin. Picture yourself, shall we say, on the auction block, on the a slave in the slave market. You've all seen this in movies and so on. And and there's people bidding for you and wanting to buy you and purchase you as a slave. And what this is referring to is Jesus has purchased us. Shall we say out of the slave market of sin, we were slaves of sin. We have been purchased by Jesus Christ, by his precious blood. And because of that, we now belong to him. And therefore, we are to glorify God in our bodies. This is what it means to be a bondservant of Christ. We were slaves of sin. Now we're slaves of righteousness. We were in the slave market of sin. Jesus purchased us by his own blood. Therefore, my friends, glorify God in your body. Again, this does not mean your freedom means that you you can do whatever you want. This means you now have the power and the ability freed from this autonomy and independence and sin against God to live a life of obedience to God and, and, and in relationship with God. This is the high calling. This is what you're created for. This is why God made you. And to be in the in the to be a slave of sin is so it, it it its promise is so great, its deliverance is so terrible. And rather now we're freed from that. And so glorify God in your body as the bondservant of Christ. Your body belongs to him. You have the capacity to glorify God. What how awesome is that? To glorify God in your body. You're the temple of the living God. But there's a couple of the implications here about being a bondservant. He says this in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 22 and 3. He's talking here about life choices, and he says this. He's referring to people who were actual literal slaves, economic slaves, physical slaves, and people who were free. And he was talking about should you – is it okay to be a slave if you're a Christian? What do you – you know, you want to glorify God in your body? How do you do it? How can you do that if you're a slave? And he's, and he's writing to comfort them, and he says this, For he who was called in the Lord while a slave, a physical slave, is the Lord's freedman. Oh, yes, you might be someone else's property, but you really belong to Christ. Your master, Jesus, is above your physical master, the earthly master. You can rise above. You can see that there's a higher authority, and you can realize that in this position— you really are the slave of Christ, and therefore there's something there you can rise above and, and even have a, shall we say, a, a power over the person who has power over you because you're following Christ. He says, likewise, he was called while out free is Christ's slave. So you and I, have, if we're free, you're Christ's slave. 
And then he says this, you were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. Quite an important principle here. Our lives belong to Jesus Christ. He bought us with his precious blood. We are, as we saw in chapter 6, verse 20, to glorify God in our body. And so he's telling us when you have the ability, when you have the capacity, be free. Be free economically, be free politically, be free uh, how, in whatever it takes so that you can glorify God in your body. If you are a slave of someone, if, and, some, and by the way, this is not only slavery as we think of it, but some people are slaves of their jobs. Some people are slaves to the economic decisions they've made, and they're, they're stuck there. He says, okay, you can while you're there, you're still Christ's slave. You can rise above. But if you're able to become free, be free so that you are more available to serve Christ. Don't get so entangled in the things of this world that you are not available to serve Christ, to be what Christ wants you to be. This is important. Don't choose to become slaves of men. Don't put yourselves in positions whereby people have control of your life and you've lost control of your life. Why? Because your life belongs to Jesus. There's a second implication here, and that's this. In Galatians 1.10, Paul talks about, again, being a bondservant. And he says this, If for my now seeking the favor of men or of God, or my striving to please men, if I were trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. <clears throat> now, this is referring to uh, you know, another place Paul would say he's become, becomes all things to all men that he might win the more and that he wants to make no obstacle in front of the gospel. However, this is getting down to your heart motive. What are you living for? Are you living for the approval of men or are you living for the approval of God? Do you want men to be pleased with you or do you want God to be pleased with you? Now, sometimes there's not a conflict here, but sometimes there is. And when there is a conflict, this is where a bondservant of Christ needs to say, wait a minute, I'm not a slave of men. I'm not a slave of people's opinions of me. I'm a slave of Jesus Christ. I'm, I, he bought me with this precious blood, and I want to please him. That's what I live for, is to please the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, Paul talks further about this whole idea of being a bondservant, and he says, for the love of Christ controls us. Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all that they who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. You see, this is what a bondservant is. A bondservant is someone who has been conquered by the love of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. You see, it, it, a slave in the, in the world, they probably don't like it. They don't want to be a slave. They want their freedom. They don't like being owned by someone. It's within the heart of every person who wants to want freedom. And, uh, and, and you and I should want this freedom. But when we become a bondservant of Christ, it's not out of compulsion other than the compulsion of love. I'm compelled by knowing that Christ died for me. He bought me with a price. He paid for me with this precious blood. This understanding the Son of God would die for me, the love of Christ controls me. And therefore, I willingly choose to give myself 
to him. Now, again, I think of how people say, and they tell me on campus, I'm nobody's slave. I do whatever I want. And I I can quote to him Romans. I usually do. And I used to be able to quote Bob Dylan. I'm going to do it now. Bob Dylan, when he, he went through, wrote this song, you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. The thought that humans can be truly free to do whatever they want, completely autonomous, it just doesn't work that way, friends. There is a spiritual reality out there. Admit it or not, see it or not, recognize it or not, it's there. And the reality is that us humans have to serve somebody. You're either going to be a servant of sin, walking in the path of destruction, in the domain of darkness, and the prince of, the, of this world— the evil one, Satan, the adversary, rules that. You're going to be in that kingdom walking his way, or you're going to be in the kingdom of God, uh, pleasing the Lord, a servant, of, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, the one who loved you, loved us, gave his life for us, purchased us with his precious blood. One or the other. That's it. One or the other. Which one will you serve today? I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. There's a song I like. Pierce my ear, O Lord, my God. Take me to your door this day. I will serve no other gods. Lord, I'm here to stay. This refers to, in uh, in the Old Testament, becoming a bondservant, they would pierce your ear. Your owner, your master would take you down to the city, the city center, put you up against the doorpost and pierce your ear. And that would be the mark that you had voluntarily decided to be a slave. You You had been a slave. You were able to be set free but now you've chosen to continue on in slavery to your master because you love him. That's what it says. My master's good. I love him. I want to continue in this. We are voluntary slaves of Jesus Christ. He's bought us with his blood. We've given our lives to him. This was Paul's identity. Let it be yours. This was Paul's Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus, the great apostle, the church planter, the missionary, the one who wrote scripture, the one who one of the greatest minds, thinkers, and, and influential people of, of the history of the world, the apostle Paul, wanted to be known as a bond servant. He knew that to be a servant in the kingdom of God was a higher calling than the greatest, highest king in the kingdoms of this world. That's who we are, brothers and sisters. Embrace that calling and identity. Amen? Let's pray about it. Father in heaven, thank you so much for our identity as bond servants of Jesus Christ. We embrace it willingly. Jesus, we acknowledge that you died for us, purchased us with your precious blood, more precious than silver and gold. You've made us your own possession, and you have conquered us with your love. And so we like that Old Testament bondservant, and like Paul and Timothy in the New Testament, we willingly say, Lord, here am I. I give you myself. I consider to be a servant of Christ, the highest calling on this earth, and I embrace it fully. Help us today, Lord, to walk worthy of you, to be strengthened by you, and remember this is who we are, servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of all kings. We bless you and love you. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Oh, I love the Bible. I love the Scripture. It's so freeing. It's so exhilarating. It's so life-giving. 
This is just the first half of, of verse 1 of Philippians. This adventure through Philippians is going to be quite a lot of fun, quite encouraging, quite motivating, quite inspiring, quite edifying. I hope you'll join us every day. We come here every day, get in the Word of God, 8.30 a.m. live, or you can watch later in the day on the YouTube, or you can find me on the Apple, Spotify, or Google podcast platforms and just hear the audio. Just search for Tom the Preacher. I hope you'll join us every day and allow these scriptures to mold your life and change you into the person God wants you to be. God bless you. I love you so. Glad to have you along, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.